everybody and welcome back to don't quit your day job my name is paul i am your host as is the usual today from the university of slippery rock i have uh abby malzone abby thanks for coming on the show again this is your second time on the show yes i'm happy to be back and we're we're recording this during the NFC Championship game in which the Philadelphia Eagles are playing. So I think your dad would probably be disappointed that you're not watching the game right now, wouldn't he? I was watching the game before we <laughs> hopped on this call, so don't you worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So you are at Slippery Rock University. The first time we talked, you had just started school and it was COVID times and you actually weren't even like in classes with other people. And now I think, are you a senior yet? I'm a junior. Okay. A junior. That is crazy to think about, though. That's the last <laughs> time uh, how different it is since the last time we I was on here. That's crazy. <laughs> and you're a you're a theater major, right? Yes, I have an acting major with a musical theater concentration. So I don't I have no idea what that means. So go ahead and explain it. So I go to school and my classes are oriented towards singing and dancing and taking acting classes um, in like the hopes of, you know, performing in the musical theater canon somewhere. <laughs> so is it is it college like we think about college, like you go to public speaking and you take math and you have to do some of these prereqs or are you just singing and dancing like 24 seven? Because like how it depends, totally depends on like the program, but the specific program that I'm in, I'm still taking like university requirements. So okay. like I'm currently in a science class. Um, so it is really funny to look at the juxtaposition of like, you know, understanding the physical world and like, you know, acting through song. So like, you know, the difference between those is pretty, pretty big. Does it feel like a waste to have to take courses that you're pretty sure that you're never going to do anything with? <laughs> That is a valid thought. I've had that a couple times. I think the whole idea is that they want it to be like, we want you to leave the university as like a well-rounded like individual. So, you know, like, you know, maybe I'll do a show that's involving science and, you know, maybe that'll help me like ever so slightly. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see. Maybe you can develop an all singing, dancing science show on YouTube, right? That would be a very specific yeah, niche, sure. but, but maybe maybe that's your calling right there. Maybe that's my my big start, but maybe that's that's my calling in this world. That's <laughs> so I want to talk about the difference between when you started and where you are now. So you do shows. I've been to a bunch of your shows because it's not so far from Pittsburgh and they're all really good. One of the questions that I have is. Do you get to decide because you're you're big fish now, you're upperclassmen, you get to say, hey, uh, freshman, wait, wait at the back of the line because I'm I'm doing this thing. Oh, my God. My nose touches the beans <laughs> that way. Um, yeah, no, I mean, they like the directors like pick the shows and then we all audition and we all just kind of see what happens. I mean, like. It, I mean, I was lucky enough to get a lead as a freshman, which was, you know, intense for me and like scary for me because I was like, oh, I was not expecting this coming in. Um, 
but yeah, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole exciting process. I feel like it's crazy to think about how far I've come now, just because starting from like COVID times of, you know, sitting in my bedroom, like doing all of my classes and now being like live in the classroom and actually being able to like interact with people as like, you know, human beings, isn't that crazy? Um, and how that's kind of like changed, but like, yeah, I, it's crazy to think how far I've come since I was a freshman. I listen to videos now, like looking back and I'm like, oh my gosh. That's so, exactly what I want to talk about. Way. So I, I've started lots of bands, right? And when you, when you first start a band and you write a couple of songs, you think, oh my God, this is so good. And I can't wait to record it. And then you do band stuff for a couple of years and you go back and listen to that and you think, I'm not sure why I thought that was good at all because it's, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> So is that what that's, you think about those those performances? Yeah, are you, is that is that how you feel? Sometimes, sometimes I look back and I'm just like, oh, like now I see all of like the like things that I like. Of course, I like saw that I needed to improve, but like when you look back and you're like, oh, I don't feel like I've made too much progress. Like you still feel like yourself, and like you look. Then you look back at those videos and you're like, oh my god, like I actually like improved like i'm very grateful for the program that i'm in that like put those things in place now like where i'm like oh i can feel proud of like the work that i'm like putting out there because like you know i've seen improvement in myself right and using the the band example because that's what i know you know that's my world yeah you, you start a band and everybody gets along and then maybe you don't get along with one or two of the members and other things happen and then maybe you're not a band anymore but when you're in a college theater program, you can't just decide, you know what, I'm out. You people all suck. So I'm going to I'm going to do a different theater. I mean, I guess you could say I'm going to go join a different theater program, but it's not so easy as just starting a new band. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say that it's that easy. But I mean, even still, like I would say that there's nothing that has ever like happened that I'm like, oh, my God, I need to leave and get out of here. Like, you know, like I feel like I stick to myself and I do my thing. And, you know, that keeps me, you know, do you know, it keeps me doing my thing. I'm here to do the work and do the, the, the thing. And honestly, something that I wanted to bring up is um, I took a pop rock class last semester where mm-hmm. I learned pop rock technique. And I was able to channel my uh, my my inner rocker, and I was thinking of you. I was. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's let's explore that a little bit. So, what's the difference between singing show tunes or theater songs to singing pop rock? Like, is there different techniques? Because I just shout everything, so it's easy for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure, it's it's a completely different world. Uh, and honestly, I grew up starting with the whole like pop rock thing. Like I didn't grow up really singing many show tunes. Um, so like, you know, that's kind of where I lived anyway. So this class was like so fun for me to like go back to like my roots, I would say. Um, but yeah, there's a huge difference just because a lot of times with musical theater, it is so like um, it's theatrical, it's heightened sense of reality. So a lot of the um, the elements that go into like producing the sound are completely different. Like you are um you're like enunciating everything to like the like 10th okay. degree where mm-hmm. like everything has to be spelled out so much and you have to be able to make sure that on a stage the people are getting the story beats that are moving the story along through the song so that adds a little bit of a different element because you're not trying to like you know you're not trying to like add growls and you're not like you know trying to like make the words like you know just kind of like you're saying that like normally like how you would in like a pop 
like pop song or a rock song, like mm-hmm. that's it, or just shout, you know, like as you're saying, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like th- that's a huge difference that I found between them. Um, for sure. So what's, what's pop rock in a college course? I want to be able to make fun pop of rock it. in a college course is breaking the rules. Um, that's, that's one of the, for sure, uh, trademark things that we always say is because literally everything we're told to, to do in every musical, we're told not to do in pop rock or, okay. or told to do in pop rock. Like, like, you know, you're enunciating this song in like, you know, you want it to be in like the perfect, like part of your voice. Don't do that in pop rock. You want to make it like the messy, you want to make it like, you know, I want to barely understand you. Like I like, it needs to be that like authentic thing, which is so different from like what we're usually doing in every other show. Is there, is there a song you can uh, bring up as an example? Um, this past semester I worked on, um, I hate myself for loving you, Joan Jett and the Heartbreakers. Um, so like I did that song and it was all like the, like, like where like, I don't even move my mouth, like, and all like the growls and like, you know, just letting my voice crack, like all of that, which could never work in an actual musical theater. So, because then nobody would understand the plot, like nothing would move along. (laughs) So does that make you want to be in a band or think being in a band and, and singing some songs, um, from stage, do you think that could be a cool thing for you? Yeah. I mean, I would totally do that. Like even, like even alongside, um, being uh being on stage and doing the thing but also having like the total opposite world like yeah doing that on the side would be hilarious it would be it would be such a fun time because i love singing all that stuff so i know that you can do sword fighting but i don't know if you can't which we'll talk about in a second but i don't know if you can play an instrument do you do you play any instruments no i know like basic chords on a piano but i'm not like um I'm not usually when I'm playing like an accompanying myself, I'm, I'm just doing like two, I'm just doing the same chords on both sides and just letting, you know, right. just making that my like backing track. But you know, we're, I'm hoping to improve on piano. And as that's I go not on. a requirement for, for what you're doing is to learn an instrument. We have um, basic music theory courses and some courses that might be opened up in the future through the music department at our school, um, but not something that's like required, but something that they encourage you to do like outside of the class schedule. So I mentioned sword fighting. So I went to see one of your shows and I think you were a male character in the show, if I'm not mistaken. I was. And uh, there was a there was a great sword fighting break in the middle of it. So. You had to learn how to sword fight, I guess. I did. I had to, I would come in to rehearsals and we had a wonderful fight coordinator who came in and, um, that was my first time ever doing anything sort of like that. Um, apart from like, you know, lightsaber battles in the backyard with my boyfriend, maybe, but like, um, like an actual like staged fight was like something completely like out of my comfort zone and something that I had never even thought of doing before. Um, and so, yeah, I had to do that in the show and it was such an exhilarating experience (laughs) so that made me think about the physicality of of acting on stage which i'd never really thought about but then when i thought about that show that that you were in what was the name of it remind me now because i can't remember uh the fantastics we did like a modernized version of the classic story right and so it wasn't a huge stage but there was still a lot of movement and i guess a lot of uh choreography and 
is is that harder to learn than the singing and acting and whatever or is it all do you think of it all as sort of one piece yeah it's kind of interesting because i feel like it's very different per the like each person is going to have a different answer because i feel like for myself i'm no by no means a dancer i would call i would classify myself within the category of a mover (laughs) i can i can do the things um slightly it might take me a little bit longer to learn um but i can get there eventually and so this was like kind of um a different type of experience for me. So I kind of currently categorize them in two different ways where like the acting and singing comes a little bit more naturally. And like, you know, I can like memorize my lines and like get like, um, like within the mind of the character, but the physical world was something that was very challenging. So I kind of unlocked some things with the show just because I had to have this male masculine persona that like you know is sword fighting and you know like (laughs) is like you know has this like woman that like you know he's trying to sway like there's this all these different like aspects of that i can't really bring myself to as in the same way as i would be able to with a different role that i identify a little bit more with so it was a huge challenge and a big undertaking for me to try to embody this like older character, this masculine character. And it was a really cool experience trying to understand how he might move differently than I would and how he would sword fight. Like I, something I've obviously never done before, <laughs> like how to look like, you know what you're doing when you're sword fighting, like, you know, watching like the scene from the princess bride was something right. I did where I'm watching like Anigo Montoya, right. like, you know, <laughs> like thrusting a sword. And it's like, how do I do that? Like, and make it look like, I'm this pro. <laughs> Why did you get chosen for that role? I mean, weren't there guys in in your program yeah, there, that could have done it? For sure. And I think um, something that we've theater is moving towards, like in, you know, moving into a different era is considering the idea of gender bent theater. It's like, what is that like? Um, and, you know, just kind of breaking those norms in some ways and, um, being able to unlock characters that maybe you wouldn't thought that you would have played before. Like I came into auditioning, never thinking like, yeah, like I play like, you know, a traditionally male role in a show, but it just ended up, the opportunity landed in my lap and I was like, okay, like, let's, let's see what this is. Like, I, I don't know what to expect, but that's kind of exciting. Um, and I think that that's huge. And I think that should honestly be a part of, you know, Broadway and how theater moves in the future because it brings a unique perspective to a show that, you know, many people have seen before. It's a very, it's an older show. So, you know, bringing a modern quality to it Mm -hmm. is just a really interesting concept. When you go and audition for these shows, are you auditioning for a part? Do you have a part in mind that you would like to do or are you just auditioning for whatever they'll give you? I mean, typically I, I research the show before I audition, like I'll read it and I'll like look into it and I'll kind of be like, okay, I like this character, this character I kind of associate myself with. And then, um, I'll like pick a song to audition with or a monologue to Mm -hmm. audition with it, depending on what show it is. And I'll be like, this kind of speaks to this character. So if I use this, then that kind of shows them that this is the type of role that I could do to kind of like, you know, prove like maybe you could see me for this role if you see like what I'm bringing in and that kind of like influences that. So then let's take a step back and tell me what you auditioned with for the Fantastics where you ended up with a male role. Do you remember? Well, it's, 
it's oh gosh i don't remember what song i did to be honest but i remember that it was more towards the the female role in the show louisa i remember it was more of like a soprano-y like you know a pretty song like i was like okay I, like let me try this like because i don't really get cast as like the young ingenue like i am by no means i don't read as like this like you know, this girl who's like going to get swept off her feet. I don't get, I'm not read that way, but I was like, you know what? Like maybe I can try, like maybe that's it. And then I get called back. I got, I got a call back for Louisa, but then I also got a call back for him. And I think one of the other characters, um, and it was just interesting to see how much more I felt like me by doing like, you know, the El Gallo, yeah. like callback, like yeah. that felt more like grounded and like me rather than me trying to be this like ingenue type <laughs> When is it possible to make it through your college career or for a student to make it through their college career and not get picked for any shows at all? Is that a possibility? Um, no, I think it's possible for like maybe certain shows you don't get cast for, but at some point within your four years, you will definitely be cast in some, I can't speak for all programs. Cause right. I think some programs are like, yeah, like, I have no idea, but I definitely for Slipper Rock for sure. <laughs> Thinking back to your your high school career uh, and all the all of the shows that you did, is what you're doing now exponentially better? You know, better in air quotes. How, however you want to define it, is it more professional? Is it are the 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 people around you more professional? And I certainly don't want to take away. The, the passion of high school arts programs, right? Because that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about sort of everything else that goes along with the theater program. Is it is it a significant difference now? Yeah, I mean, I would say that I think the biggest difference is um, just experience of the faculty, like the idea of um, like uh, people in our like uh, our, the professors in our program are people who have been in the industry, whether it's in Pittsburgh or New York or have done like, you know, national tours. Yeah. So there are people that like have a little bit more of that professional perspective where like, you know, they've been in rooms with like pretty big names and like they're doing those types of things. So they're kind of able to bring like the more quote unquote professional perspective. Um but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. And then, and of course, like when you're in a program like this, everyone who's your classmates want to be there because this is what they're right. paying money and going to school for. So, I mean, there's a difference there, but of course with high school theater, it's, it's a different, it's a completely different type of experience. Cause it's the, you know, the people who are like, yeah, I like to sing and dance and, you know, like the professor, <laughs> or, like the teachers at your school who are like, I really like theater and I still want to like do that in some way. And so there's like a different like passion project right. type energy that right. uh, high school theater kind of has. And, you know, I do miss those times, you know, it, it was, a, it was a good time, but I'm happy to be living in like the now where I'm at right now. And is your expectation for whatever the next thing is, right? You get out of, you get out of school and you're going to go do whatever Broadway or not Broadway or, or uh, actually Broadway is the extent of my knowledge about musical theater. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> there, I'm sure there, there are other things, but is your expectation for that to continue to narrow in the sense that people get more and more professional or it becomes, does it become just more of a job versus the passion that you're talking about from high school? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, it's pretty standard that you hope that the 
professional the professionalism will increase as you you know you yeah. make your way up and the more projects that you're doing that and more doors that you're able to walk through with like you know bigger people more like you know renowned theaters or that type of thing you kind of always hope that the professionalism is taking a step up which it, it technically always really does um and you know there are a lot of people who experience that type of burnout like it's it's a very grueling job like you are told no a lot more times than you're told yes and um you're traveling really far for auditions that might not even cast you in that production and you know it's yeah a lot of people do say that eventually it just kind of becomes more of a job but i feel like if whenever I reach that point, I feel like that's when I'll know that it's the time to shift to something else, whether right. that's education or, you know, finding just something that is like very like my niche that I can like move towards. That is like the thing that I can, so I can keep it my passion project. And how do you know what's out there? Like, so as you get ready to graduate, okay, you have a, another year to go, but as you get ready to go out and, and sort of stake your claim to whatever's in the world, how do you know what to do? When I talk to guitar players or musicians on this show, a lot of it is making connections, right? So you, you make all of these connections when you're on tour or when you're recording or when you're doing whatever. And if you're not an asshole, hopefully those connections continue to, to, to bear fruit. And the being an asshole part seems like it would be not being an asshole, I should say, seems like it would be the easy thing. But but sometimes it's not like so intuitive to not be an asshole. So so what's your plan there? How are you going to go about that? And honestly, it's it's the same exact thing for theater. It, it really is. It's the people who get into doors and make those types of connections and keep getting hired back to places are the people that are the nice people who like the, the team can rely on and knows that isn't going to like, you know, fool around and like mess things up for their show. And like, um, you know, isn't a jerk to the stage management team. It isn't like, you know, <laughs> ruffling any feathers, like the people who come in do honest, good work and, you know, like they're the people who get hired back. So honestly, it's like a really, it's a similar thing. It's, it's all about connections and it's, you know, being in a program like this, it's like, we're trying to constantly establish those types of connections where, cause connections are huge. It's like, you know, any connection that any of our faculty has is always trying to, you know, bring it in to just kind of be like, Hey, know these people, you did a show that was written by these people. Let's try to get them on zoom and talk with you guys. Like those types of things. It's, it's the exact same type of connections game. So now tying this back to the, the pop rock idea, you just did a show or recently did a show uh, about the go-go's right called head over heels. I think you reminded me, is that what it was called? Yes. Okay. Head over heels. All right. And, uh, so we went up cause slippery rock is, is close to Pittsburgh. My wife and I went up and it, and it was amazing. And I think one of the things I told you after the show, and I think I told you, uh, for the fantastics as well is your presence on stage is, it feels different from the other people on stage. You just seem, it's, it's hard to quantify because I don't know the words, but you just seem better at it. Right. You seem more confident than, than sometimes some of the others. And I don't Thank know you. if that's just you because I've known you since you were a little kid doing shows in your mom's house. Um, yeah, it could be coming from a little biased place. I think, I think there's some of that in there. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So given that there's some bias, there there just is something about um, how prepared you seem. 
And is that a, is that a commonality amongst all the performers that you're working with right now in, in your program? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I always feel like I'm the type of person who is always trying to keep up to continuously be a person who's prepared. I I always want to present myself as like a person who is entering a room and has like the confidence and like has the initiative to be like, you know, doing the most like is looking like what more can I do to make this better? Like I'm not I'm not the type of person who's going to settle to make like things good. Like once something gets good, people are like, that's great. And I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. But like, I could do that better. Like I, I think that's just kind of how my brain is wired. Um, so anything that I rehearse, I rehearse until like my brain hurts. Like it is just like, where's the line, where's the line between like that preparedness and you just becoming an annoyance to everyone else because you want to do things 10 more times. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it is funny. Sometimes my voice teacher is like, that was good. And I'm like, no, but I could do that better. And she's just like, it's okay that it is where it is right now. Like, it's fine. I think it's the type A in me. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that just kind of ends up translating through my performances because it's just I... I especially that type of role where she's a very like, you know, strong motherly character. And for the first time in her life, she's actually like figuring out what she wants, which is, you know, different than, you know, what she was kind of told to do for her entire life and kind of learning, piecing together her identity. So gaining that confidence and allowing that to kind of show through and, you know, my non-ingenue strong female presence, right, I guess, right. uh, kind of carries through. <laughs> so so you played the queen in that show to the bumbling sort of jerky king character. Um, and there is, let's say, an adult section of the of the there is the, an adult <laughs> section <laughs> and so it's of course very well choreographed um and there's a screen and 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 obviously it's not like in an r-rated movie during uh the sex scene right it's it's not that it's it's behind a screen and you're on stage but it's clearly meant to convey the adult interaction yeah, shadows right? conveying adult right. content yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly <laughs> So your mom and dad come to that show or your, yep. your, your grandparents or, or whatever. So how do you tell your mom for the first time that you're doing adult stuff on stage? Yeah, I mean, it is a little bit different than like my Catholic school, high school productions <laughs> where, you know, the most raunchy show we could do was like Mamma Mia, where it was like, oh, my gosh, she slept with three guys like like that type of thing. So, you know, I had to kind of like I knew it was coming where like I'm looking at the script and I'm like, OK, I'm eventually going to have to like, you know, say, you know, warn them because, of course, I don't want to like not say anything. And then it's like, whoa, like what's going on? So I kind of was just like, there's just some suggestive material that I need to be involved in, you know, and I kind of would explain the plot where I'm like, you know, we meet in a cave and this song happens and, you know, there there's some there's some movement, you know, that is showing something that's not actually happening. And well, it was a fun time, and you know they got over. <laughs> yeah. So, so what was the reaction afterwards? I mean, there has to be some, I guess, relief, right? That okay, it's, yeah. it's done now, and it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah, like I, I knew they were going to be fine with it, like after the fact. But I knew there was going to be a shock value. Like my, my family is extremely supportive, and like you know, they, <laughs> they kind of knew what they were getting into a little bit based on my 
vague descriptions. Um, but yeah, after the show, like I just kind of was like laughing with them about it. And um, yeah, I mean, like even my mom had said, she was like, yeah, the first day was a little bit like I was shocked. Like I was looking at your dad, like, whoa. <laughs> um, but like the second night she's like, I was able to look at it and be like, wow, like that is like choreographed within an inch of its life. Yeah. Like, and you're not even like touching each other for parts of that. And I'm like, I know I'm like, it's, it's so like tedious and like to show the shadows doing something that's completely not even close to what's <laughs> happening. So she was just like, she goes, I was just more impressed. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> so your, your mom did text me because we saw the show before they did. And she wanted to know yes. like how, how awful it was. <laughs> and, and I said, it was, you know, it was, it was great and, and well done. And <clears throat> You'll just have to witness it for yourself. Your your baby daughter, exactly. your baby daughter on stage <laughs> doing unspeakable things. But <laughs> yeah, it definitely does not help that I'm the youngest girl because then it's like <laughs> it's like oh god. <laughs> um, okay, then you did that. You have another year left, right? Do you feel like? I mean, I guess the answer, of course, for the question I'm going to ask always is, well, there's always more to learn, but. Is there in another year, right? You've done a lot and you've done some pretty big productions. So is there a lot you can do besides just gaining experience, right? Is there more things to actually learn? I actually, I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like um, just like the way our like curriculum is set up, like they have information given to us when it's ready for us for this process. Like it's things kind of okay. come in waves where it's like at the beginning we get the foundations and then we're allowed to like explore, like, you know, what's more than that. And then by the time we get to our senior year, it's like, how do you audition? How do you do the best like self tape to send into like a casting director? Like how to, how to do like, what is your, what should your resume look like? How to get like really good headshots? Like the practical things are very much coming mm -hmm. ahead, which are, is something that I'm very excited for just because like that is, if you get really good at those things, it's like, it, auditioning becomes easy to you because you're not worried about like, Oh, am I doing this right? Like having those, like, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. And like those big things are just yet to come for me, which I'm very excited about. Um, and like, even this semester, it's a, it's a really unique experience because um, for Susical, which is our musical this spring, um, I'm an understudy for three different roles and I'm singing off stage the entirety of the show. So um, I will not physically be on stage unless somebody's out and I mm -hmm. need to fill in for them, but my voice will be present like backstage, like singing throughout the shows. But I need to know these three roles inside and out. Like wow. I need to be able to, in a, like a moment's notice, say, you know, this ensemble track is out. I need to be able to jump in, know exactly what spots they're at, what choreography they, they're doing there, when their costume changes are so that like I can like jump in if something goes awry. Wow, that seems enormous, actually, a huge amount of pressure. It's a huge undertaking, and it's it's like lear it's learning three roles at once, um, which that's what I mean by, like, I'm consistently learning something new. This is a complete new experience for me where I'm learning three different roles at the exact same time, and I need to know each of them just as well as the other one. So this is great talking to you, Abby. So, we, you know, we did sort of the, the beginning and now we've you're sort of getting towards the end of your college career. I think there, there are some pretty famous studies um, done in, in Harvard where they took 
um, and interviewed people for the entirety of their lives. They, you know, it spans like 80 years. And the, the, the point of those studies is about happiness, human happiness, how to measure it, you know, how to quantify it and all of that. I think I'm going to do a similar thing for you on this podcast where we touch base about every year, just cause I'm interested to, to see where you are. Um, and once you get to Broadway, I think I just need that connection so that I can come and see shows for free and go backstage and stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I absolutely love that. Yeah, I'm totally willing to come back. Uh, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Right on. Well, I will drop the links for Slippery Rock University if anybody wants to join the theater program who's listening or has kids that are interested in any of this. Uh, I'm sure Abby can can give some pointers. I want to thank everyone who's listening and supporting the podcast. It is very much appreciated. Thank you to Abby Malzone for for coming on the show. Eagles are winning right now, so that uh, puts a, a stamp on the end of this this uh, episode. Thanks, Abby. Yeah, they are. <laughs>